Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Choosing Time. I want to start by saying a big thank you to everyone who listened last time to the first show and everyone who is listening right now. The thing is children, we can't go into school at the moment, which means I can't teach you phonics and I can't teach you maths and all of the other lovely things that we do. But by me creating these podcasts, gives you a chance to listen to my voice and have a go at some activities. So I suppose we're halfway there. In today's show, we're gonna go straight into some writing challenges or tasks or whatever you want to call them. But we're gonna go straight into some writing. I'm gonna say them a little bit more fluently today because you know what's coming. We're gonna write some letters, we're gonna have a go at writing some words, and then we're gonna finish with some sentences. We want to do two today. We're gonna write two sentences if we can. I'm then going to introduce you to a special guest in the podcast and then I'm going to read you a story. After that we'll complete some maths work before telling you the answers to the writing challenge task and then we'll wrap things up. So episode two of Choosing Time, here we go. So, the writing challenge, and do you know what, I, I can't make my mind up, I don't know whether to call it the writing challenge, or we're doing some writing tasks. Mm. Maybe have a think yourself, okay, and tell your mummies and daddies what you think, whether it should be the writing challenge or the writing task, and then get back to me in an email, because I can't decide, I keep calling it one thing and keep calling it the other, but either way, we are doing some writing, so... I'll stop waffling now and we'll get started. Same as last week, we'll start with some letters. Then we're going to move on to some words and then we're going to finish with two sentences this week. You're going to need something to write on as we did last week. And I'm going to give you a few seconds in between each letter, word and sentence. Sometimes I might break them down. Other times I'll just let my voice flow. So, wriggle your bottoms. Get yourself comfortable. I need your listening ears on my voice. And your looking eyes, your looking eyes, they've definitely got to be on the paper or whiteboard or whatever you're writing on. So once you've got all three of those, we'll get started. Here we go. All right, let's get started with some letters. And we're going to progress through the alphabet because last week we wrote a, b, k, and d. So it's, that's the start of the alphabet and we'll continue our way through that. This week I'm going to start, I'm going to say each sound and then I'm going to give you a few seconds in between each one. So instead of saying your first letter is, your second letter is, I'm just gonna say the letters one after another, after another, after another. So you need your listening ears on. Are we ready? Here we go. I'd like you to write eh, eh, eh. G, g, g. 
et, et, et. Dieu, Dieu, Dieu. K, k, k. And it's the kicking one. So think kangaroo. K, k. If you missed any of those letters, rewind a little bit, listen to that part again, and write them down on the paper. I will discuss the formations at the end. Well done, everybody. So, words. We're moving on to some words. Now, I've got three words this week, and I have made them harder. So, each one of these words contains at least one diagraph. So, I will break these down, and I'll do the first, second, and third. So, the first word, I want you to write is brick. That word ends in the diagraph k. So have a think about that one. I'll say it one more time. Brick. The second word I want you to write is wood. That word has the up diagraph in it. You'll find that in phase three. So have a think about that one again. I'm going to say the word wood. Wood. The diagraph's in the middle of the word. The third word I want you to write is starlight. Starlight. So that word has two syllables in it. It's got two parts again, similar to last week, the sandpit. And it's got a digraph R in it and a trigraph I in it. So listen, listen carefully to that word once more. Starlight. Starlight. Excellent work, everybody. To finish, we're going to have a go at writing two sentences. Now, these are both difficult in their own way. The first one is slightly long. The second one contains several words with digraphs and trigraphs in them. So, listen very carefully. Try your best. And then at the end, I'm going to break these down for you and point you in the right direction on your tricky word maps and your sound maps. We all focused? Focused. Let's go. The first sentence I want you to write is the dog and cat went to the park for a run. The dog and cat went to the park for a run. 
the second sentence I want you to write is the man with a beard sat on a chair. The man with a beard sat on a chair. As I've explained before, at the end of the show, as we wrap things up, I'll go through the answers. And I'll talk about the formation, each letter and sound in the words, and we'll have a go at breaking down those sentences. And I'll point you in the right directions with the mats. Brilliant work, everybody. Well done. The next part of the show is something new, inspired by Mr. Air on his podcast. Recently, he interviewed me and spoke to me about a TV show which had a section in it where the presenter would read a series of options and someone had to answer them. So that's what I'm going to have a go at doing today. I've chosen some very relatable choices so you guys can get involved at home too. So today I'm going to ask Lucy to join me to answer the questions and each week I'm going to try and get a new guest on the show to answer some of these questions. So Lucy would you like to say hello? Hello. So no pressure I'm just going to read out two options and you need to say one of the options. You don't need to give me a reason why you've chosen the option. Just say whichever you prefer. Okay. Here we go. So I'm going to start to read them out now. You've got two options. You need to repeat the word that you prefer. Okay. Okay? Yeah. No pressure. First one. Fruit or vegetables? Vegetables. Bowling or the cinemas? Ooh. Cinemas. Okay. Sweets or chocolate? Oh, that's tough. I think I'll have to say chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Right, this is a tough one. Alpha blocks or number blocks? I think I'm going to have to go with number blocks. (sighs) No comment, no comment. Apple or banana? Banana. Swimming or a trip to the park? Swimming. Nice. And the last one, no, sorry, two more, running or walking? Running. Okay. Last one's a good one. So, picture this in your head. It's Friday, and at school, for dinner, it's either pizza and chips or fish and chips. If you were at school and you had to have a dinner, would you have pizza and chips or fish and chips? Oh, that's another tough one. I think I'd have to go with fish and chips.
So for the next part of the show, I'm going to read you a story. As a matter of fact, Lucy, would you like to read the story with me? Yeah, why not? All right. Let's go and have a look at what books we have. So, children, we've had a look at the different books we've got in the house, and we found a classic that you might be familiar with. And the book we're going to read is Jack and the Beanstalk. So what we've agreed to do is we're going to take in turns to read a page each until we get to the end of the book. So, as always, shuffle your buttons, get yourselves comfortable, turn your listening ears on, if you haven't got them on, grab your ears, twist them. Excellent. Right, here we go. Once upon a time, there was a widow who had a lazy son called Jack. They lived together in a tiny cottage. Jack and his mother were very poor. As time went on, they became poorer and poorer. While Jack, well, he grew lazier and lazier. Soon, Jack and his mother were so poor that all they had left in the whole wide world was a cow, just one cow. At last, the day arrived when Jack's mother said, tomorrow you must take our cow to the market and sell her. She's all we have left in this world. So be sure that you get a good price for her. The next day, Jack set off for the market. On the road, he met a farmer who asked him where he was going with the cow. When Jack told him, the farmer said, I will exchange these beans for your cow. He showed Jack some strange looking beans, all of different colours. I would be a fool to exchange my cow for your beans, said Jack. Ah, but these are not ordinary beans, replied the farmer. They are magic beans. Jack thought that magic beans would be a great idea. So he gave the cow to the farmer and he put the beans in his pocket and he set off for his home. Look, Mum, cried Jack, I've exchanged our cow for these magic beans. His mother was very cross. You silly boy, now we shall surely starve. She was so angry at Jack, so she threw the magic beans out of the window and sent him to his bedroom. The next morning, when Jack woke up, his room was very dark. When he looked out of the window, he saw a huge beanstalk had appeared during the night from the magic beans that his mother had thrown out of the window. Jack ran outside and immediately began to climb the beanstalk. He climbed and climbed and climbed. But whenever he looked up, the top of the beanstalk was so far out of sight. After many hours of climbing, Jack reached the top of the beanstalk and stepped off into a wild, bare country. A long road led away into the distance. Once Jack had reached the top of the beanstalk, he set off along the road and he soon met an old woman. Good morning, Jack, she said. Jack was amazed that the woman knew his name. 
I know all about you. This land belongs to a wicked giant. When you were a baby, the giant stole all of your father's belongings. That is why your mother is so poor. You must try to get your father's wealth back, she continued. If you are brave, I will try and help you. With that, the old woman disappeared and Jack went forward along the lonely road. Later that evening, Jack came across a castle. He knocked on the great door and a woman opened. I am tired and hungry, said Jack. Please, can you give me some food and a bed for the night? Oh, my poor boy, cried the woman. My husband is a giant and he eats people. He would be sure to find you and eat you for his supper. Jack felt afraid when he heard this, but he was too tired and hungry to go another step. So he pleaded with the woman to take him in. Finally, the giant's wife agreed and she let Jack into her kitchen. Then she set out a fine supper for him. Scarcely had he finished eating when the ground began to shake by heavy stamping feet. Three loud knocks were heard at the door. It was the giant returning home. Jack's heart began to thump. The giant's wife, she began to shake. She grabbed Jack and pushed him into the oven, which was very fortunately cold. Then she went to let her husband inside the castle. The giant stomped into the kitchen, sniffed around and roared. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Nonsense, said the giant's wife. You are dreaming. And she sat down an enormous meal on the table before him. As the giant was hungry, he sniffed no more, but sat down to eat. Jack peeped at the giant through a crack in the oven door. He was astonished to see how much the giant had ate. When the giant had finished his meal, he shouted to his wife, Bring me my hen! And his wife brought him the hen, and then she went off to bed. Lay! shouted the giant. The hen then laid a golden egg. Another one! roared the giant, and the hen laid another egg. Again, again, lay! With voice of thunder, the giant continued to shout. Soon, there were twelve golden eggs on the table. Then, the giant fell asleep in his chair, and he snored so loudly that the castle began to shake. As soon as Jack heard the snores of the giant, he crept out of the oven, grabbed the hen and tiptoed out of the castle. He set off running along the road as fast as he could. On and on and on and on he ran until at last he came to the top of the beanstalk. He quickly climbed down and took the wonderful hen to his poor mother. When Jack set the hen on the table, and ordered it to lay a golden egg. 
Jack's mother could not believe her eyes. Now our worries are over, she said. But after a while, Jack longed for another adventure. He was determined to visit the giant's castle again. He disguised himself so that the giant's wife would not know who he was. Just as before, Jack climbed the beanstalk and reached the castle towards evening. When the giant's wife opened the door, he said, oh, I'm hungry, I'm tired, can I stay here for the night? You cannot stay, she replied. The last boy I took into my house stole my husband's hen. But Jack chatted away so pleasantly that she eventually let him into the castle again. After Jack had eaten a good supper, the giant's wife hid him in a cupboard. No sooner had she done this, in came a stomping giant. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Nonsense, said the giant's wife. You're dreaming. And she sat down an enormous supper before him. After his supper, the giant roared, Fetch me my money bags. His wife brought him the bags of money and then she went to bed. The giant emptied all the money onto the table and counted it over and over again before putting it back into the bags. Then he fell asleep. As soon as Jack heard the giant snore, he crept out of the cupboard and picked up the heavy money bags. He managed to sling them over his shoulder. Then he let himself out of the castle as quickly as possible. Jack could not run along the road because the money bags were so heavy. However, he reached the top of the beanstalk safely. Jack's mother was overjoyed to see him. And when he emptied the money bags on the table, she was astonished. With all of the money, they built a bigger house and brought lots of furniture, new clothes and plenty of food. Jack and his mother were very content. But soon, Jack began to long for more adventures. He was determined to visit the giant's castle once more. This time, Jack used a different disguise. Once again, he climbed the beanstalk. He followed the same path and arrived at the castle door. The giant's wife did not recognise him and he begged for a night's lodging. No, no, she cried. You cannot come in here. The last two boys who I took in stole things from the castle. You cannot come in. Jack begged and begged and at last the giant's wife took pity on him. She let him into the castle, castle gave him some supper and then she hid him in a washing basket. Soon the giant came home and roared. Fee, fi, fo, fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Nonsense, said the giant's wife. You are dreaming. And once again, she set an enormous supper before him. After supper, the giant shouted, Bring me my harp. The giant's wife brought a beautiful golden harp and set it on the table before him. Then she went off to bed. Play, roared the giant, and the harp began to play one of its own accords. Jack had never heard such a sweet sound. The harp continued to play until the giant was almost asleep. Then he shouted, Stop! 
and the music stopped. As soon as Jack heard the loud snore of the giant, he jumped out of the washing basket and grabbed the harp. But the harp called out, Master! Master! The giant woke up in a fury. You are the boy who stole my hen and my money bags, he bellowed. Then he staggered to his feet and set off running after Jack. Jack was terrified. He ran for his life towards the beanstalk. Looking over his shoulder, Jack saw the giant striding after him. He ran as fast as he could, faster than he had ever ran before. Jack finally reached the top of the beanstalk, but the giant was so close behind him. He scrambled and slid down the beanstalk, shouting, Mother, Mother, bring me my axe quickly. The giant is coming. Jack's mother brought her son the axe, but then the giant was climbing rapidly down the beanstalk. Swung the axe with all of his might and gave one big blow to the beanstalk. The beanstalk toppled down and there was a tremendous thud as the giant was thrown head first to the ground. The giant fell and was never seen again. At that moment appeared the old woman who had previously spoken to Jack. The old woman told them that she was really a fairy and that it was she who had made Jack take the magic beans in exchange for the cow. She had wanted him to climb the beanstalk and she had led him to the giant's castle. Your troubles are now over. The fairy told Jack and his mother, you will never be poor again and you will be happy as long as you live. And so it was, Jack and his mother lived happily ever after. The end. What a fantastic story. Do you agree? Yeah, I do indeed. I did enjoy that one. Fancy a cup of tea? Yeah, I'll put the kettle on. So, I've got my cup of tea, two sugars, a little bit of milk, so I think it's time to start some maths. For our maths today, we're going to go straight into things with some counting. Then we're going to cover one less, the opposite to one more that we did last week. Then to finish, we're going to do some subtraction. We're going to count in twos today, but before we do that, I want to count to 20 and get ourselves warmed up. So, here we go. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. For this next part now, if you want to get a number line ready, if you have one at home, if not, have a look in the learning packs that have been sent to you. I've got links on there for the ITB, ITP grid and a 100 square grid on another website. 
So if you want a visual representation to help you while we do this, I'll give you time now, go and load one up and get ready to count. So when counting in twos, we jump up two spaces on the number line. So some of you may know how to do this. Some of you, for some of you, it might be the first time. So listen to my voice to start with and then try and join in the second time. Zero, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty. Right, let's do that one more time. If you feel like you can join in, go for it. Zero, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 14, 16, 18, 20. Now that concept is quite tricky. So if you're not too sure, don't worry. Next week, if you want to, have a go at counting in twos. Listen to this podcast over and over again if you want to. And like I said, get the ITP grid out, write the numbers down on a piece of paper so you can physically see the numbers in front of you. It may help you recall the pattern then. Well done, everybody. When completing one less, we are looking for the previous number on the number line, or 100 square. So it's the complete opposite to one more. We're going backwards, and the numbers are getting smaller. So, let's start with an example. I want to know what one less than four is. So to start, we need four fingers. So, get your hand ready. Let's count four fingers. One, two, three, four. Now I need to know what one less than four is. So I'm going to take one finger and I'm going to put it down. Have a look how many you have left. So one less than four is three. So now you understand the process, let's get into some one less. So your first activity. What is one less than six? So you need to get six fingers, count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Now we're looking for one less. So take one away, count how many you have left. One less than six is five. Right, let's do another one. Hmm, what is one less than eight? One less than eight. So you need eight fingers, count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well done. Right, we're looking for one less than eight. So take one finger away, see how many you have left. So one less than eight is seven brilliant right let's finish with a tricky one what is one less than one not going to help you for this one one less than one it's a tricky question so for this one you need one finger 
And then you need to take one finger away. So of course, one less than one is zero. Well done, everybody. Excellent work. To finish, let's do some subtraction. So I'm gonna give you a scenario and then I'm going to break it down into a subtraction number sentence. So Mr. Marx is at home. He has seven sweets. I've got seven sweets in my hand. Now I'm feeling really kind. So the seven sweets in my hand, I give two sweets to Lucy. How many sweets do I have left? So think about it. I've got seven sweets. I'm taking two away. So on your paper, see if you can write seven, take away two equals. Some of you might say subtract and that's fine. So it would be seven subtract two equals. And we would write the same symbol for this. So whatever you've got in the house, toys, Lego, sweets even, have a go at working this out. Right, I've decided to answer this question using my fingers, similar to the one less. So I've got seven sweets, so I'm going to use seven fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I've got seven fingers to represent my seven sweets. Now, I've given two to Lucy, so I need to take two away. So I'm going to take two fingers away. One, two. So I'm looking how many I have left. So the answer is seven. Take away two equals five. Brilliant work, everybody. I'm going to leave it there this week with the maths. As I know, this has been a long podcast already, and we still have the answers to our writing challenge to go through. So... Thank you for joining in, if you have. And remember, if you find counting twos difficult, don't worry. It's a little bit of a challenge, to be honest. And if you want to practice in the week, go for it. I look forward to hearing about your progress. So the answers to the writing challenge, I'm going to go straight into the letters. So the first letter I wanted to write was eh, eh, eh. To write the letter eh, we need to whoosh in and then lift off the top and scoop out the egg. Well done, everybody. The next one is f. Now this is probably regarded as one of the most difficult letters in reception. And it is hard to form. Even adults find it tricky. So... If you've not quite mastered it, don't worry. But I'm going to tell you the rhyme anyway. We need to whoosh in, loop, go down the flower, to the roots, loop round and out. It's a tricky one, but well done for having a go. The next letter was g g g. This one we have to whoosh in, stop, Go round her face, down her hair, curl and loop. The next letter was <sighs> to form. <sighs> we need to whoosh to the top, go down the horse's head, to his hooves, up and over his back. The next letter is it. 
nice and simple. So we whoosh in, go down his body, and a dot for his head. J, another tricky one. So we whoosh in, down his body, curl and loop, dot for his head. The next one is k, k. And I gave you a clue. I said it was the kangaroo. So we whoosh in, we go down his body, up, round his tail, and kick out his leg. Last one, nice and simple, is l. So we whoosh in to the top, and we go down the long leg. Well done, everybody. Straight into the words now. And the first word I wanted you, wanted you to write was brick. So listen carefully, I'm going to sound it out. B -r -i -k. And I gave you a clue. I said the k at the end was the diagraph k that we can find in phase two. B -r -i -k. Brick. If you haven't wrote it, have a go. The next word I wanted you to write was wood. And I gave you a clue. I said the uh sound was a diagraph. And this diagraph can be found in phase three. And it's the uh diagraph in the word book. So let's break it up. Wood. W-U-D. Wood. One more time. W-U-D. Wood. Last word, and the trickiest. The third word I wanted you to write was starlight. So let's break it up into two parts. The first part of the word, the first syllable, is star. St-ar. And this has the ah sound that we find in phase three. St-ar. Star. The second part of the word is light. I gave you a clue. I said that this had a trigraph in it. This trigraph can be found in phase three. The I trigraph. Light. L I T. Light. So once you wrote them, put them both together and it makes the word starlight. Well done. To finish, we have two sentences. So let's begin to break them down because they're going to take a while. The first sentence I wanted you to write was, the dog and cat went to the park for a run. First word we have is the, and it's a tricky word. We always start with a capital letter at the start of our sentence. The dog, d-o-g, dog. The dog and 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 the dog and cat k at cat. Well done so far. The dog and cat went w and went. The dog and cat 
went to. Now, to is another tricky word, and you can find it in the phase two tricky word. The dog and cat went to the. So it's the same tricky word at the start of the sentence. Have a go at writing it. The dog and cat went to the park. 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 So if you wrote the word star, you should know that R sound already. Well done. It's in phase three, isn't it? The dog and cat went to the park for or now or diagraph can be found in phase three the or in fork the dog and cat went to the park for a run r or n run and that should be your sentence but have you forgot something at the end remember we always have capital letters at the start of a sentence, finger spaces in between each word, and at the end we need a full stop. Give yourself a pat on the back. Oh, I think I need a drink of my cup of tea after that one. Right, two seconds. Right, ready to go. Next sentence. The man with a beard sat on a chair. So a little bit shorter, but some tricky words in there. So let's break it down. The, again, starting with that tricky word. We need a capital letter as well. The man. Mm-a. Man. The man with what Now that th sound is a diagraph and it can be found in phase three. Sorry if you can hear that dog. It's next door's dog. He loves the bark. Right, wait, wait, wait. The man with a beard. Now, that ear sound is a trigraph and it can be found in phase three. Beard. The man with a beard sat, sat, sat. The man with a beard sat on, 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 the man with a beard sat on a chair, ch, a chair. It's a funny word that one because it's got a digraph and a trigraph. So even though it's got five letters in the word, it's only got two sounds, ch, a. So, ch, 
in chicken, you can find that in the phase three mat, and air trigraph can also be found in the phase three mat. To finish, the man with a beer sat on a chair. To be honest, that sentence sounds like Mr. Marsh. Well done, everybody. That's the end of the second podcast. Thank you for joining in and listening. I must admit, I felt a lot more relaxed this time. It's nice to hear that you enjoyed last week's podcast as well, and I hope that you've enjoyed this one. I felt a lot lot less nervous about recording this one. We did have a few outtakes, though, recording the story. Lucy found it a little bit tricky and a little bit strange talking to an iPad. But don't worry, I'll be back next week with more writing challenges, maths work, and a new story. I do plan to have another guest on next week. Not Lucy, though but more of a familiar voice, children. One you might recognise very well. I think I've convinced her to come on with me. There's your clue. It's a lady. It's a lady coming on. Until next week, guys, take care, stay safe, and I will speak to you very soon. Have a great weekend. Bye.